Hi, welcome to Audio Essays from My Closet. My name is Joseph, and I am recording this episode from my closet. For the second time, because I forgot to hit record the first time. You're probably going to hear this a lot from me, but this episode is going to be a bit different from my last one. In a way, that's good. It means that I'm constantly experimenting and trying new things with this podcast. You know, trying to make it better and more interesting for you guys. So in this episode, I go a little bit into a personal situation, experience that's in my, that happened in my life. So as a heads up, if you hear any uh, sniffles, uh, it is not because I'm crying. Uh, I don't know why. It's July when I'm recording this episode. And for some reason, I have a runny nose. I don't know. So as you may guess, I'm an introvert. And that means I like being alone sometimes. And I feel as though solitude, it's frowned upon, you know, spending time by yourself. I mean, yes, people do say, oh, it's important to get away. But the moment you say, hey, I just need some alone time, people begin to worry, oh, am I sounding like I'm being, you know, antisocial, being standoffish? But really, when people say they just need some time by themselves, it's because their head minds desperately need it. So with this episode... I'm hoping to shed light on the importance of finding some time to be alone. And it hopefully it will encourage others to consider it for themselves and to understand it's important, not only just for their own mental health, but for the mental health of people around them. And I hope that my personal experience that I bring up later on in this episode helps sell the, really sell that point. Well, enough talking. Here it is. The value of alone time. This may not come as a surprise, but I'm an introvert. It must be very shocking, considering the fact that I record this episode in my closet and make a podcast about random ideas I come up with when I'm by myself. What exactly is an introvert? One definition of an introvert is someone who prefers calm, minimally stimulating environments. Because of this, introverts are stereotyped as being antisocial and incredibly shy. In a way, that's kind of true. An introvert's not the person at the party who's going to be talking to everyone. No, that's an extrovert. Extroverts are people who find environments of high stimulation appealing. However, this doesn't mean that introverts hate people and are completely antisocial. No, because antisocial traits show an unwillingness to associate with others. While introverts are not the most social, that doesn't mean they don't find joy in interacting with others. Introverts prefer having a smaller, more tight-knit group of friends rather than having a lot of relationships and acquaintances. Introverts do like going to parties, but they become drained and feel overburdened faster than their extroverted counterparts. Yes, even the biggest introvert can become drained from having too much social interaction. Only, it happens much slower for them. In recent years, introverts have become more valued. People and companies are realizing the value that introverts bring to the workplace and in our personal lives. One of the most valued traits of introverts is their listening and communication skills. Introverts are quiet, but that doesn't mean they aren't engaged in what's going on or not paying attention. They are observing the people and environment around them, processing and thinking over the details and information around them. I believe introverts do this as a way to help them manage and control their feelings of being overwhelmed. Rather than focusing on all the people and activity around them, they'll focus on a specific person or detail and break it down. This reduces the amount of stimulation around them 
and gives them something they can manage and create a source of stimulation that they can enjoy. Introverts are creative and are also problem solvers, partly because of their ability to mull over all kinds of details and scenarios in their head. While introverts are sought after for their analytical and listening skills, the hardest part about working with an introvert is managing them. Introverts prefer to work in jobs that allow them to be independent and work by themselves. Introverts prefer to work in jobs that allow them to be independent and work by themselves. Some examples include computer programming, graphic design, and making podcasts in their closet. However, introverts do well in all kinds of fields. But it's important for them to find the time to decompress and recharge away from others and give them time to process their thoughts. Having some alone time is important not only for introverts, but for extroverts as well. Making time to be alone and focus on yourself has many benefits, and having alone time is important for all of us. Before I continue, I feel it's important to separate the need to be alone and feeling lonely. One fear people may have if they spend some time alone is that they will begin to feel a sense of loneliness. Loneliness is defined as, quote, a feeling of sadness because one has no friends or company. Spending time alone does not mean that you do not have people you can turn to. Rather, it's making a conscious choice to separate yourself from others. Wanting or needing to be alone for a while does not mean that you are closing people out and are heading down a dark path. If anything, spending time, some time alone can help improve relationships. Taking time for yourself will give your mind a chance to breathe and prioritize what's truly important about the distraction and noise of our everyday lives. Kenneth H. Rubin, a human development researcher and professor at the University of Maryland, has acknowledged in his research that, quote, that solitude is an important tool to bring balance into one's life. It needs to be in healthy doses, however. It works when one has a social group and can regulate their own emotions. With this, solitude can be a time to achieve creativity and peace. End quote. Having healthy and safe alone time requires that you have a group of people who you can rely on and be in a healthy state of mind, aware of your emotions and still having control. So the need to schedule in solitude every once in a while and be alone is perfectly fine and is not a sign of a more serious issue. Another benefit of alone time is how it can help us deal with anxiety. People who suffer from anxiety can feel overwhelmed by the stresses of everyday life. Time alone can help them by protecting them from overstimulation, give them a moment to process their anxiety and work out the cause of it. Even if you don't suffer from anxiety, we all feel nervous and worry about things in our lives. One piece of advice I received from my dad one morning was, don't forget to breathe. I find this to be a bit funny because my dad isn't exactly what you would call a chill dude, but this piece of advice has been extremely helpful to me. Take a moment to focus everything out and focus on a simple thing like breathing can make a difference. For some, a single moment may not be enough and they may need a few minutes or maybe even a whole day. Regardless of how long that may be, as long as they get the time they need, it can be extremely helpful. Perhaps you agree that that's Alone time is important, but you still have your objections. I don't have time. How could I possibly get away for even a second? I don't have time to find myself in the woods or top of some snowy mountain. Those are some valid concerns. But how one person spends their alone time will not be the same for another. 
What matters is that you make the time. Maybe you can find a few minutes to walk around your block or sit in a corner of your house that no one walks by. Alone time does not need to follow a neat format or look pristine and something out of eat, pray, love. As long as the intent is to take a moment to check in with yourself and tune everything out, you will accomplish everything you need to in your alone time. I'm not talking about the benefits of alone time from, from just an analytical and informed perspective. I know from personal experience the importance of finding alone time, even in stressful and chaotic times. During my freshman year of college, my grandmother passed away. To be honest, I wasn't surprised. Before I started my senior year of high school, my grandmother had an episode that I won't go much into. It was obvious that she was not in her right mind, and I was the first person who found her like that. After that, she began suffering from strokes and was losing mobility and wasn't the same. When my family decided to place her in a nursing facility, I began bracing myself for the inev inevitable. And when it finally came, I wasn't sad. It's not that I wasn't sad that I had lost my final grandparent, the one that I remember the most from growing up. I had accepted the fact that she was going to die and it would be soon. After she died, perhaps the thing that made me feel most nervous and uneasy was that I knew what was coming. The funeral and all the people who I know would come to give their support and stay at our house. I'm an introvert, and I'm also used to having my own space. I knew that I would be dealing not only with my immediate family, but also my extended family, which is quite large, friends and family friends, all there to pay their respects and offer their condolences. I appreciated them, but I was dealing not only with the death of my grandmother, but also with a wave of people coming into my personal space and not having the time alone as I normally would. Before the service, I had to take an economics exam. After the exam, I headed to my car and mentally prepared myself for the wave of people I knew were coming. I finished the exam early in the afternoon with a lot of time before the service started. I sat in my car and was about to start to drive home, thought to myself, I need some time alone. I decided to drive to a shopping center close by my school and kill some time. I didn't need to buy anything or even have an idea of something I wanted. All I knew was that I needed to not be home and be by myself no matter where that was. I remember looking at clothes at Target and trying some on in the fitting room. To be honest, I tried on one outfit and just sat in that lit fitting room and started thinking. I thought about all the people coming over and what this day actually was. I remember thinking, today is the service. I'm going to see my grandmother in the casket and that's it. Tomorrow we're going to put that casket in her grave and I'm never going to see her again. In that moment, I finally began to realize all of this and the weight of that day. Still hung around the shopping center for about an hour after that. Looked at some clothes, looking at food in a grocery store, and not talking to anyone except to say, no, I'm just looking, and to tell the cashier my usual in and out order. It really wasn't a point of my wandering around that shopping center. I spent that time being alone and away from my loving family, who were also dealing with my grandmother's death. I knew I had their support, 
But I needed this time away from everyone to think and just be alone with my thoughts. This may seem like an unorthodox way of spending time alone, or an unusual way to grieve, but it was what I needed. I needed time to look at the clothes I knew I wasn't going to buy, or ever wear, and let whatever random thoughts and feelings come up in my head. I needed to spend time in that fitting room, with no one telling me they're sorry for my loss or asking how I was feeling. I knew that no one would judge me for how I was feeling. I think we can all agree that death in the family is hard, and everyone grieves in their own way. And that time I spent by myself was what I needed. If I hadn't gone to that Target and driven straight home, perhaps I would have handled my grandmother's death differently, or not at all. That random shopping trip gave me a moment to breathe and prepare myself for the funeral, and let myself feel whatever I wanted to feel. Throughout this episode, I feel as if I keep repeating the same point. Spending time alone gives us the chance to recharge and recover ourselves mentally. It seems obvious, but I think we forget that our brains are a part of our bodies. It's easy to forget that it's always working and it feels impossible to notice, since the only way we know we have one is when we do anything at all with our bodies. We know that we need to exercise and rest our muscles, but it seems that we forget about our brain and that it needs a rest every now and then too. Thankfully, the mental health movement has made leaps and bounds in recent years, and it seems we're starting to get that. Since we can't give our brains a massage or give it a soak in a hot bath, a little time by yourself and away from others will just have to do. Those five minutes alone on that random park bench, or walking around the block listening to some random podcast, make all the difference. So, there you have it. The value of alone time. Hope that, because I went more personal with this episode, the point really gets itself across. I'm not just talking about the value of alone time just because of what I read on BuzzFeed or some article on fa- I clicked on on Facebook. Sometimes it seems like the best way to help ourselves mentally is to do the most unorthodox thing of all. Alone time has been valuable in all other areas of my life, whether it be preparing myself for a shift at work, you know, before an exam, or just feeling overburdened with, you know, the stresses of maintaining a, you know, a good GPA, some semblance of a social life. I am an introvert after all. I need my time alone. And I just hope that you listening to this, whoever you are, realize that your mind and your brain is important. And you need to take some time to be by yourself just for a little bit. Not only for you, but for others as well. And hey, if you decide to listen to an episode or two of my podcast while you're at it, I'll be even happier. At the very least, you can use your alone time as an opportunity to listen to some other episodes from this podcast. I know I would greatly appreciate it, at least. Well, that's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes from this podcast, please take the time to leave a review on whatever device or stream service you're using to listen to this on. This is still a new podcast, so every review will help this show expand and reach more people. So thank you in advance. Until next time, keep thinking on, thinkers. I'm trying a new outro out.
We'll see if it sticks. Audio Essays from My Closet is a bi-weekly podcast written and produced by me, Joseph. Thanks for listening.